0: Welcome to Movie Quest, the podcast where each week we will review a film and we will put them into our ranking order from best to worst. With me here today is Anthony McGoughlin and Aaron Whitcroft, and I'm your host this week, Johnny Price. So, so far on our journey of uh, film discovery, we've watched um, Bird Box, Me and Earl and the Dying Girl, Uh, You Were Never Really Here, A Ghost Story, and Last Week was The Fifth Element. Uh, This week we will be discussing North by Northwest, and uh, yeah, I think we're in for an interesting ride by the discussions that have already already been um, had before this.
1: Johnny, can I say that intro was very smooth? Felt like I was at a late-night late radio show. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, It's like, yeah. welcome to Chill FM. Just very, very smooth, Johnny. Since
0: it's light, I've put the... Um, I don't know what that sort of light bulb is. It's like a Tungsten. vintage light, light bulb. <laughs> giving some vintage vibes. Um, so, guys, uh, what have you been watching this week? Have you been watching anything interesting? Any films? Any TV series? Do you want to go first?
1: Yeah, I'll go first. So, watched a few things this week. Um, just... Not gonna go into this, but me and Melvin watching Parenthood again, which is a brilliant TV show. Everyone's not seen Emotional Oh yes, very good. Forgot how much of that show. But um, in terms of films that I've watched this week, uh, I watched on the weekend. I watched uh, a new film that just came out on Netflix called "Isn't It Romantic."
2: You are you what you watched it? Yeah,
1: I watched it. Well, I was so Saturday morning. I was oh. up with the with the baby, and um, I was just flicking through Netflix and. I saw that tra- the trailer first come on. I was like, "Oh, I don't really like rom coms. Are fine if they're if they're decent, I'll watch them." Um, but it's got Rebel Wilson in it. She, she's from Pitch Perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen the, tra- trailer. Um, and I saw the trailer. And I thought I, I watched it. And I was like, "Actually, this is quite looks quite funny." So managed to quite an easy one to convince Mel to watch because she likes rom coms. So we watched that, and yeah, it's actually pretty good. Yeah. Like I think. The trailer is probably better than the film oh, itself. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. Oh. But yeah, I mean, it's fine. Like, it's one of those films. It's like, it's a few, there's a few, they twist it in a couple of good ways where it's like, it is worth, but it is it's an easy watch. Shove it all in the background. I right. thought it was quite funny. You'd, you don't really bother that something much. something to do while you're doing the ironing. Exactly. Yeah, yeah.
2: you'd watch it over a bird box or something like that.
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Um, so, yeah, I watched that. That was pretty good. Um, nothing really to say much about that. Just worth watching if you if you you know want to watch something with the other half. Um, apart from that, the only two films I've seen this week was I w- I finally watched Training Day.
2: No, Training. <laughs> whoa, whoa, <laughs> whoa, 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 um, Denzel.
1: Yes. So so has been on my my watch list for years. I got it, I think I got it on HD DVD. That's right, HD DVD, oh, DVD glori- years the, ago, the glory days, and it's been sat around. Just in a box, waiting to be watched, and eventually I've, I've backed up all my DVDs now to my my, my uh, PC server my Plex server, so it's easy to watch. And like uh, last week, I was just like, I saw it. I was like, Oh, I'm gonna watch this Saturday night. Sit down, put Training Day on. It's like nice and late in the evening, and uh, I watched it, and and it. Again, not t- tons to say. I wasn't blown away as I thought I was going to be. I thought it was, I was going to be there because I heard a lot of good things about it. But I think it, it does a lot of similar things to like The, the, you know, the Departed and there's a lot, of, a lot of those sort of films that sort of mm. do a lot of the same thing, like you know, the twists and turns. So, have you guys both seen it? Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah,
0: but like when it came out, it came out. like uh, like you probably should have done
2: Yeah. Wait, you you watched the Training
0: Day when it came, came out. Um, uh, oh, I was probably on. like two or three years after it came out. What? Like no, I was, no, I was probably win, like win. sixteen when when I watched it.
1: I mean, I I enjoyed it. It was fine, um, but it it's now I've got to be honest. It's nah, like, it's, mate. It's,
2: it's Sorry, you go on. Sorry, I'll let you finish. As As it,
1: it sort of feels. It's now sort of feeling like it's it's not feeling dated, but it's not like it's sort of in there with like again like Departed or like. Even like a well, like I don't know like a Nick Cage film or something. I don't know. It just doesn't feel that like not like groundbreaking or what. It just feels quite like a little bit dated now and a bit yeah like, yeah. Always feels a bit, uh, I don't know. Just,
2: I feel it like because The Departed exists, yeah. I guess, and it The Departed is very 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 good in my opinion. And Training and Day, I really it, like Training yeah, Day. It's a good I, film. I, it's,
1: again, it's good, but I think a lot of films have. Done similar stuff to it yeah, now, yeah, so yeah. it's so a bit better at the time. And if I watched it, it would have been a lot more, you know, impactful. But yeah, so I watched that. It was good. Daniel Washington's great in it, obviously. Um, there's, there's, there's that good? The, the good twist. I mean, okay, I'm, I'm going to spoil it for people who. No, don't. don't spoil it. No, I'm going to spoil the like the one thing that's well. If you, for if you fast forward twenty seconds or whatever, you don't want really to care. But the bit with the wallet. Do you remember the bit with the wallet? Yeah, it, yeah. And yeah. they plant it in the film at the start. which was yeah, at the start yeah. of the film. And you don't really think about it, and it, uh, it's just really nice. It's like all all in one day. It's quite, it's, it is like it's quite a cool concept. But it's all in one day, and it's just like all happens, and, and then you know you have, you have the big ending. Um, but yeah, the the, the uh, it's a good film. I enjoyed I enjoyed watching it, but I think I have built it up in my head a bit too much over the yeah. years. Um, apart from that, the only thing I've seen, which is another Netflix uh, new release that came out in the last couple of weeks, I don't know if any of you guys have seen it. Was uh, behind the curve. You guys behind seen
2: this? <laughs> oh man, I bet you
1: loved it as well. It was it was fantastic. Um, <laughs> I'd, I'd, again, I think I'd, I'd like one of you guys to watch it next week, for, and then we can have a little chat about it next week because I I don't I don't think it deserves a whole podcast on it, but it'd be quite quite fun to uh, to, to chat about it. Like, if, so if you one of you guys,
2: well, I'm a am a flat earther, so oh really? Yeah, okay. absolutely.
1: Awesome. Yeah, me too. Can you see? <laughs> so that's two two out of three. Here, <laughs> yeah, two out out three.
0: Here? three. Well, yeah, I mean, our band Instagram for for a while was uh, dedicated to promoting the cause of yeah. flat earthing, so. Oh, man.
1: But yeah, it's, uh, in terms of a documentary, it's fine, but it's just, in- it's the, mo- the whole thing about it is it's most interesting finding out how these people convince themselves that the earth is flat. And yeah, yeah. There's, there's one scene in particular where they are doing, there's some of them that are doing these experiments to try and figure out if the earth is flat. Mm-hmm. And they do this experiment, and it doesn't... It, but basically, they put... They have... Uh, they go to a, a canal, and they have three stakes in the ground, like, miles apart, like yeah. a, a mile apart or each. And then they point... They point a light through each of the pieces of wood and uh, try and line it up. And basically, they explain it in the film that... It, it's basically if the Earth is round, this it'll be impossible for it to to be to go all the way through all the lines at the same the same height. Yeah. Anyway, we will get into that much too much too much detail. But basically, yeah, because don't
2: spoil it. I want to laugh yes. just as much as you. Well, did. They,
1: they, they They basically do the experiment and then convince. And then even though it doesn't work, they can convince themselves yeah, 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 in yeah. some other way. And you're yeah, just like, cause... there's literally no way they're going to be convinced. But what was. I think the most interesting part of the documentary, which maybe because all good documentaries do this, I think, is that they change your mind a little bit, or they they give you new insight and they sort of like give you a new a new um, perspective on 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 whatever subject it is. Yeah, yeah, that's what most good doc, good documentaries do. Um, this one for me does a really good job of making you understand why this has risen and why the how people treat flat earthers. Isn't helping any the situation Of course, at all. yeah, definitely. So definitely. yeah, so yeah, totally. I think it's worth watching. I'd love for you guys to watch it. And we can chat about it more next week. If yeah, you. yeah. Is yeah. it a
0: comical look look at flat Earth? Uh, or does it take it quite seriously?
1: It takes it fairly seriously, but the way that the scenes they use and the way it's sort of angled, you can tell the people behind it, are like, uh, have a, obviously they don't want to be too opinionated, but they, they they the way it's shot and the way it's cut up it's obviously they're trying to like take the mick out of him a little bit. Mm. So there's one scene in particular where they go to NASA, like a NASA, like, um, like a, like a, like a big, basically like a museum sort of thing. And one of the guys is like, Oh look, there's the, it's all fake. And he's like, in, he's in some little capsule and he's playing with like one of the exhibits. And it's supposed to be like, you're supposed to feel like what it's like to be in a capsule when you go into space. And he's like trying to touch the screen to make it start. Mm -hmm. And he's like, Oh, it's not even working. The the technology's rubbish. And he walks off and the camera just zooms in onto the, onto the seat where he was onto a button that said, a big button that says press start here. (laughs) And he's just like, he's like, Oh, okay. Right. They knew what the, the the, the people who were filming this obviously knew what they were doing, but yeah, yeah, it's, it's not amazing of a documentary, but it is, it's worth watching. It's definitely funny, a funny watch. And also gives you a a bit of an insight of why it's all started and, yeah, you know, so i definitely recommend it
2: yeah i've been meaning to watch it i saw it come up and i was like that's gonna be a good good couple of couple of hours of my life
0: Aaron, what have you been uh, watching
2: uh, well before we begin that you were 11 when the training day came out so you yeah probably... i said i said i was about 16 when i watched yeah, it yeah so that's at least five years after it came out i said yeah, i said, I said, three, said three or four years, years, years it when it, when it, when it came out? out when
1: did it come out 2001 Wow. Okay. Yeah.
2: Ex- like I was, when you were like, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah," I watched it when it came out. I was like, "No, no, oh, no, no." That, old. F- that film is an eighteen.
1: Feels like still relatively new, but I guess it's not. <laughs> it's, it's old. Yeah.
2: That's what I thought. I was like, I'm sure it's an old film. Um, as always, I'm probably the TV guy. That's that's one. That's probably what. Because that's all I do is watch just TV <laughs> instead of watching films. Um, right. So my wife and I have hit season five of Scrubs. Season four was funnier. Season five is way more serious. Um, that's that's the update on nice that. Recap. Yep. Um, I started watching Man in the High Castle again. Um, mm. It's that Netflix special, and it's really really good. Um, I always
1: like the idea of that, but but watching the first few episodes, I couldn't get into it. Is it? Does it get better? after yeah, that? yeah. Or? It's quite
2: slow, and then it just like ramps up. Do-do-do-do-do. Like the, I think. To be honest, you're right. The concept of the TV program is more interesting than the so actual what, so TV. So, do I explain the concept to people? So who the who idea heard it? is that what if Germany won World War II, mm. but then there was an alternate universe where Germany didn't win World War II, and what if they were somewhat connected? That oh. is that is as much as I'm going to give you because oh, right. I don't want to give any more away. I just
1: thought it was alternative. No, yes, no, no, no. Really. So it is,
2: and it's, all to do with like uh, propaganda and stuff like that. It's so interesting, so good. Um, it's
0: like a so Philip K. Dick uh, novel. Before jumping ahead to to North by Northwest, like Alfred Hitchcock, at the same time he was going to do um, North by Northwest was going to do a film about some people who discovered a ghost ship and uh, well, a ship, and there was no one on board, but there was like food ready and like. It looked like everyone had just disappeared, but he kind of fought through it really hard. And um like the initial setup was great; it, looked, it was really intriguing. Mm-hmm. But the rest of the story wouldn't be as good as the initial setup. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so he decided it's a film that can't be made because it's just gonna, it's not gonna raise up to any kind yeah, of peak yeah. in it. So I don't know whether
2: kind of it is kind of like it that is like similar I, to I, that. like I really like the characters I'm driven by the fact that I'm a really big Philip K Dick fan like I've read mm-hmm. a lot of his books so and I read this one and it's really good um and Heather really enjoys it and if Heather I have something to watch with Heather it's yes. quite interesting yeah. um the other two mentions that I want to mention is with both of you to seen it you've been on me to see it finally watch Manhunt Unabomber um which is a it part TV series about really the Unabomber, yeah. yeah, 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 Ted Kaczynski, and how he was caught, and it was just so good. It was just so good. It felt like it was made in the nineteen. It felt like it was made yeah. in nineteen ninety five and nineteen ninety seven. You know the cuts and stuff in it. I was just surprised like, at how boom.
1: little like noise it made when it came out. Because I mean, maybe it was a bigger thing over it, in America, it, but
2: it reviewed I'd, really well and it won few awards, you know, yeah. which is crazy.
1: I think it came out. At least on Netflix it came out around the same time Mindhunter, which is a different show. Yeah, out, yeah, which I ends. yeah well, I've I've seen. It's so, sort of similar in the in in like how in how they're it's a similar concept, but obviously the uh Unibobber one's all about the unibomber. But yeah, mm. go, go on go on Aaron. No
2: no 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 like it's really good. I'm glad you guys told me to watch it. Like I would absolutely recommend it because I think it's one of the best T V programmes, like dramas anyway, that I've watched in ages. Well I've been watching Oh yeah I watched that Umbrella Corp Umbrella well, Academy actual, yeah. that's it. Um it looked
1: to me from what I saw a trailer of it it looked like a Netflix sort of version of The Sex Men. Have you have you
2: ever like listened to The Black Parade by by uh, uh... My Chemical Romance? Yeah yeah
0: yeah. I listened to that like 2 days ago. I'm yeah.
2: Like, yeah. <laughs> right a so I like that but in like a TV program. That's what it felt like. I, I some stuff I really liked about it, like a lot of the musical stuff and a lot of the shots were really interesting. I watched all of it because basically people in work were like, "You need to watch it. It's so good. You'll get you'll get it eventually." Is it a film or is it TV? Nah, it's TV program, Dude. but it, it's only like five episodes long or something. And it was okay. And the last thing, um, I watched a film called Free Solo. Oh. That Johnny, our own Johnny, um, told us told me to watch I told that he's 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 seen it in the cinema and then also in IMAX.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, so on release and in IMAX.
2: Do you know what? you're probably best. I mean we're definitely going to talk about this film in the podcast, mm. but you're probably best explaining who Alex is and then I could just tell you a little bit how I felt.
0: Um I guess Alex is probably the the superstar of the rock climbing world at the minute. Uh, And the reason why he's so famous is because he doesn't climb with any ropes. So it's, you know, it's it's a bit of a macabre thing where you're having having to put yourself into extreme danger to become Mm -hmm. famous in a particular sort of sport. But uh, it follows him uh, trying to climb up El Capitan, um, which is 3,000 feet uh, without any ropes. That's what
2: free soloing is, isn't it? That's the term free soloing yeah is he's climbing that any ropes any ropes whatsoever anyone near you
0: yeah so what did you like it did you
2: yeah really i f- i thought i've f- hm so we as trying- a non climber okay so two yeah two 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 things um knowing the outcome of the film beforehand kind of spoils a lot of like the, the
0: suspense. Yeah. Well and, I mean like I mean, they're, not, they're not gonna out. release Yeah, no, yeah. I they're well, not they gonna make a, the film I mean, if they, he dies. They might make the film if he dies,
2: but I guess they'd do it in a different way. Um secondly, um it wasn't it in my mind I thought it was gonna do all these like amazing things that like documentaries had never done before, but it was quite just your standard documentary. It was like Guy has this thing that he wants to do that's really interesting and crazy. This film crew come in who also are climbers and are also his friends. Um, film the run up to him being able to do it the guy does this thing and it's an amazing achievement for mankind but him as a person all the people that are in his life and the the actual thing that he does is just so awesome Mm. and also insane and just like you need to watch it's so it's so good
1: I've heard it's like stunningly beautiful to look at as well yeah like some of the shots are just like amazing. So,
2: some of them are really nice, but I don't know. Like I, a lot of it, like sometimes there's only like maybe three or four points where like I was watching, I really felt like I, the, the the, the size of it. I think so much of it as well, like because Johnny, Johnny, you climb right, so you kind of know more about it than I do, and a lot of it, a lot of it, just didn't feel. I think when I struggled to connect to a lot of it, I it's
0: think. for climbing films, a lot of, so I've been to like a couple of mountain festivals and you see quite a lot of climbing films and to get the gravitas of a mountain in a shot is kind of impossible. Cause if you, if you tried to take a picture of Everest, you'd have to go so far back yeah, to get, yeah. to get, get the whole thing in, in a shot. Um, so yeah, I've, i think there's some shots that really sh- like towards the end mm. i think they kind of wait till the end to yeah, really yeah, 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 yeah there's yeah. a really cool shot where it's a drone or a, it's probably a drone i think moving over uh the top of the mountain and then that's so good it's yeah, kind of like exactly the mountain's in focus but all the trees and everything are in the background then you can kind of yeah as it twists around it just you can feel the height of it and um you know what's just been achieved
2: we re- really, really could not recommend this. Probably one of the best films I've seen this year.
0: It
1: also is the uh, the winner of this year's Oscars for Best Documentary. Oh, um, nice.
0: Oscars and BAFTAs. And BAFTAs as well, yeah. yeah. Oh, and sorry. Also won the Kendall Mountain Film Festival for Best Film. Oh, wow. Well, <laughs> well, the plug that. We I was thinking
1: that. That it would be quite interesting to go watch a bunch of rock climbing films, not knowing much about it. I mean, i I'd, I'd rock climbed a bit, but it would be quite interesting to go oh, to a yeah, festival. Oh, yeah, I'm
2: in now. I'm in. He's shown me a trailer. Johnny has shown me a trailer for... Merry. Um, the, yeah, and it looks oh, so good. Yeah. Just the bit where they just plug themselves into the side of the mountain and make a little tent and on just the sleep po- there. On the port Yeah, you're just thinking like, well, well, what?
0: Anyway, Johnny, what have you been watching? Um, Two things. Uh rewatching Fargo, the TV show. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. So up to about mm. episode six Brilliant. with uh, Lester Nagard. Um yeah, it's just great. It's a fantastic T V show. Um I really love the sound in there where these little bells when there's like something a foot where some like some somebody's playing a trick on someone or something's just about to happen. There's like a, a musical motif. Like a ching ching. Yeah. Uh, and you just think, Oh, what's gonna happen now? And I really like um the uh, they're not brothers but they kinda look like brothers, the Deaf One and the Um the not deaf one who are like <laughs> uh, part of yeah. like the Fargo group, whoever they are. Um I can't remember if they're like drug smugglers or something like that.
1: Like criminal like, sort of like Yeah, a criminal organization.
0: Or yeah. But uh yeah, I really like those two as characters and their drum motifs, the music that goes along with them is really cool. And I have also watched um the I think it's The Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Oh, yeah. Again. Tell me to watch. Again? Uh, yeah, just the start of it. Um, yeah, Do you I was, like
1: it? I couldn't get into it. I watched um, the first I couple and then just turned it off because it was just like,
0: wow. I really like it. I think it's... I, if I usually
1: it, love anything with the Coen Brothers. I usually love all their stuff. I'd like reason. more films
0: like that because it's it's lots of short stories and it's... I like it because you're just like, I'm going to get a full story in 20 minutes and mm. then it's going to reset mm. and I'm going to get another full story that's worth 20 minutes.
1: I'll try and watch this with you most, often. Some stories are
0: sense. better than others. My favourite one is the guy who's sieving for gold, uh, which is sort of in the middle. And the the CGI is grotesquely beautiful. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's really horrible and really beautiful at the same time. Yeah, You'll see when you watch it, yeah. almost like Bambi. Um, so yeah, so the film that we're discussing this week is North by Northwest. Uh, I thought as it's my choice of film, we hadn't really moved, um, any further back than the nineties. So, uh, yeah, what was
1: the oldest one?
0: Fifth Element, which was
1: yeah, 96, something.
2: 96. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So we're going all the way back to 1959.
2: Wait, no, I was nine wait i was 9 when it came out so
1: 97
0: yeah um so we're going back almost 60 years now to the start of color film
1: before james bond
0: before james bond uh and um probably one of the first sort of spy capers um so just a little bit about the story basically uh Cary grant plays roger thornhill who is a Advertising executive in New York and he gets mistaken uh, for a spy so he gets kidnapped and uh, interrogated and he's trying to prove his his innocence to the the criminal organisation who've um, sort of taken him uh, to a site. Uh, And the film follows him as he tries to prove his his innocence, uh, where he tries to find the actual spy. He soon discovers that the spy doesn't exist, so he's actually fallen into the shoes of the spy. So, guys, have you seen many Hitchcock films before this? What's your experience been of Alfred Hitchcock before today?
2: Um, Yeah, I've seen Hitchcock. I've seen Psycho. I've seen Birds. I have seen other ones. I'm currently googling it really quick to mm-hmm. just remember. Um, oh, very cool. And I feel like that's it. Uh, what else have I watched? Oh, you know what? I really wanted to watch Thirty Nine Steps because that's supposed to be really, really good. But I haven't, I haven't seen Thirty Nine Steps. And I haven't seen no. That's literally it.
1: I've only ever seen adjacent films of Hitchcock. So I've seen... I've seen 39 Steps, the stage play. Yeah. That's cool. I've seen... Oh, Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Uh, did you do Rear Window? Yep. So I've seen Disturbia. Right, okay. Oh, yeah. I've seen Disturbia. <laughs> yes.
2: Are they... Th- oh, right. I, wow, I did not know they were linked.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't seen any actual Hitchcock film. I don't think right, of okay. This is my oh, first.
0: Oh, what? That's... um. Yeah, I mean, I've I've seen quite a few. I think this is this was the first Hitchcock film I ever saw. Um, I mean, the
1: thing with Hitchcock is, is so it was so obviously influential. I've seen obviously I'll know because it's it's in the zeitgeist. I've seen so many references to his, his films, so birds. So I remember watching. Um, did you ever watch um, Around the Twist? Yeah. So they did an episode about basically based on birds. Where like they, they get chased by birds all the time, and then the big birds poo on the house, and then they get stuck in this house because birds chasing. them. I've seen that. I've seen um, that seventy show did loads of loads of like funny little scenes where they use like Vertigo or Rear Window or Psycho, or whatever. So like I've seen like Hitchcock has definitely been woven into the the cultural like zeitgeist for the last like sixty years. So obviously like. I've seen these. Well, I'm assuming I've seen more of these films because none of you're a big fan. Um, well, I think, like
0: in the last couple of films that we've watched, there've been a couple of um, references, references mm-hmm. going back, even even the three or four films, um, sort of held in um, Alfred Hitchcock or the music that's been used in his films as uh, something to be commended. Um, I think *Me and the Dying Girl* had uh, quite a few references mm-hmm. to. Hitchcock and I th- so what did you think of the story um go for it
2: mm, right both so, barrels right okay like just to give you context of how I watched this film so basically <laughs> my opinion should be nil pois, it's basically <laughs> I watched it the wrong way so the way I watched this because time it's just been a busy week Uh, so I watched the first half, the first 45 minutes on my phone with my headphones on, um, in a busy shop (laughs) (laughs) on my break. So I paused Um, it, I paused it. what was the first place that I paused it? What did I say? Oh, before he got on the train. Then I watched the second 45 minutes of my break today. So then I finished it when he got just, (laughs) he got decked before he like, um, when the lady left. Oh, gets, yeah, and the, then i watched the last 20 minutes before coming here
1: they're probably good points to watch up to
0: mm, interesting
2: it it so the story for me was i mean i got it like i got it i got the story like some guy like it is accused for, of the wrong thing turns out that the person he's been accused of is a spy and then obviously like he takes on the the spy's job and goes on to save the day or whatever like it's classic like there's that film um oh my goodness with that actor in it that i don't know this is really bad oh there we go right so it's really similar to the film the man who knew too little which is basically the same thing but with bill murray so bill murray like um is
1: isn't that based on a different isn't that a bit really based on another Hitchcock film? Money Who
0: need too much. It it could be. I've, I've not heard of the money Who too too little.
2: It's pretty good. It's a me. No, I it's not pretty good. Like it's pretty, I, I loved it. I love it. It's a really good film in my opinion. Um, anyway, so the story, uh, yeah, kind of made sense to me in a way, but the way that the story was told was just completely mental. The characters, the characters for me were just like, what was going on? I don't know. I, Again, the film was broken up into three parts. Like it's hard for me to. I just well,
1: not for us. It not for us, Aaron.
2: <laughs> it's. I did not. I don't know. I just. I didn't enjoy it. Well, yeah, so, and so, what, what, so,
1: what were you thinking? So when I watched it, I. I mean, I watched it in its entirety in one sitting. Well, actually, that's not that's not true. I watched the first ten minutes, um, and then we had a break, and then we watched, watched the rest of it. But, um, yeah, I think it's quite it, it made sense as a story, kind of, but it's quite like it's quite unwieldy and it goes a lot it goes all over the place, and it's sort of hard to follow in some some points, so like I had to rewatch it today, the start of it to understand exactly wh how they made mistake mistaken him for the spy. And it's it's during the scene where he's he goes to the hotel mm-hmm. and he meets up with his mm-hmm. mates and there's a bellboy in the background asking, um, shouting out the name of the spy. What's the spy's name again? Uh, um, Ka- Ka- Kaplan, is it? Kaplan, Kaplan yeah, yeah, that's Kaplan. the one. And, uh, and he's like, oh, there's a telephone for Kaplan. And then he, he shouts and says, oh, I want I want to make a phone call. And then they the assassins or the bad guys think he's Kaplan anyway. But I, when I first watched that, I didn't get that at all because I didn't know who Kaplan was. I didn't it, so it didn't make it. didn't make. So it didn't like really make a you know make an impression on me. So I was very confused about why they picked this guy to th- and yeah. And then obviously they explained later on, but yeah, it's v- very long winded. I never quite understood why the bad guy what what Kaplan knew about the bad guy and why the bad guy cared about Kaplan. It was something about how he was leaving on an airplane at what some point, but yeah, like. And and then at one point they mentioned that it's it's, it's to do with um, the Cold War and Russia. It just seemed a bit all over the place. It didn't seem like it had a very. It knew exactly what it wanted to tell.
2: No, not it's, at all.
1: It felt like they had a lot of like cool ideas for scenarios and places they want to go to, and it's sort of the story just had to fit around what they what they came up with.
0: You've hit the nail on the head. Like the way that the film was made was that. Alfred Hitchcock, basically he'd done Vertigo and at the time Vertigo wasn't very well received. Although, yeah, really, wow. like, if you watch it now, there's a lot of depth to it and there's a lot of things you could take out of it. But basically at the time, it was it was a bit slated. So he needed like a big sort of gung-ho big action, movie. action movie. So basically he thought of just some major set pieces throughout the film. So Mount Rushmore... Yeah, um, that was so about it. ...was one. Yeah, uh, yeah, the... Yeah. Um, uh, the, plane? the what was it called the the UN the building? UN building. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, the train, um, the the, the house, uh, the plane scene. Like he had all these things, and he had ideas for how he wanted those particular scenes to look, yeah. and he just needed a story of how, like, a way of moving from place to place, and that's See, why it's called North by Northwest. That you're right. going through a journey.
1: See, I I think across the country. We, we, I don't want to get into too much, but I think because I think because of that very reason, now comparing it to a modern film, you know, it's hard to compare with the set pieces. So and you know, a lot of the older films rely on the story to sort of and the characters to make it, you know, make make a a modern viewer like interested mm-hmm. and, and, and keep up with it. So that's why I I, you know, it, the the stuff that was going on, the set pieces were good. It's just it's, you know, you sort of lost a bit of its way. You lost me. Lost me a little bit with the with the story. Um, but how about you, Johnny? What What are your thoughts on the story?
0: Um, I mean, the story to me isn't really what what makes the film. The film mm. to me, um, is the moments, the set pieces, the way that particular things are filmed. I think that's a lot of film, um, back
1: then as well, though. Like you think about like if you watch Singing in the Rain.
0: Uh no.
1: So in Singing in the Rain, again. It's very similar to this, where they—it seems like they have. It. The story goes all. The, it doesn't go all, as much as this, but it doesn't really have much of a, a, a very strong story behind it. It's just they have a lot of these songs and these moments and set pieces they want to do, and they just sort of crowbar the story into it. So I feel like it probably was a thing at the time which people weren't bothered about because at the time I'm assuming they a lot of this because it, it's new and you haven't seen the sort of before. They don't really not bothered about the story too much. So they just want to see this amazing, these amazing. Sequences.
0: Yeah, it's. I mean, it's a massive spectacle to sort of see some of these like massive American landmarks being run across, and mm. um, the American government didn't want Mount Rushmore to be defaced by people moving across it, so they just <laughs> built it in a studio somewhere else, and they um, they weren't allowed to film in the UN. Yeah. So they got some shots from outside of it where the camera was like inside, like a baker's van. Uh, So it was all discreet. I
2: was thinking this, actually. I was thinking like it's crazy that he's got all of these really famous places. And
0: to to recreate the UN, they went inside with a a photographer and they Mm -hmm. got the photographer to take pictures of all the uh, inside the UN and they recreated that on a set elsewhere. So there was a lot of time and effort gone into actually making those sets look as realistic as they could because they, they weren't able to get the permission to um, to use them, but he still wanted to have them in the film.
1: Yeah. I, I, I mean, specifically on the UN building, when I, when I first, when I was watching it, I thought this was a really awesome, or interesting looking building. Very like, very Modernist. futuristic, modern for that time. But I did. I was thinking at the time, oh, I wonder if this is actually a real building or if it's like...
0: The outside of it's real. Right, yeah, yeah. There's a shot where... Cary Grant. Yeah, Cary Grant's walking up the steps and there's a policeman sort of looking around and he sort of looks at the van a little bit sort of suspiciously.
1: It's also, when he goes up the steps, apparently, because he obviously didn't have permission, and Cary Grant is a massive actor at the time, famous, as he's walking up, someone's walking down, does a double take and looks at him, and you probably you can see it in the film.
2: Class. That's pretty cool.
0: Um so were there any um particular set pieces that you enjoyed? Yes, um, plenty. There was there were some great moments.
1: Yeah. I mean like for me one of the best points of the film is right at the start is when he gets obviously kidnapped, taken to the house mm. and then they, they they force him booze which is <laughs> yeah. A yeah, yeah, thing. yeah. I wouldn't so ask good. about that. I mean, okay, that scene. We'll talk about that scene in a second. It's amazing. But what was the why, why? Why did they force him to drink? What was the right uh, It about? was
0: it was bourbon and vodka mixed together. Yeah, why, I think.
1: Why did they do that?
0: Um, so, so it was, that it, so that would he would, the, he would drive off the cliff vodka. and die.
1: Why not just shoot him? <laughs> like
0: why Why not just again, shoot him?
1: Because they have had this idea of a scene, and they wanted to crowbar it. In, I think
0: it is a caper. Yeah, I know. It is not a, it is not a serious and yeah, Jason Bourne I know. spy and film. The whole
2: bit with like in the pre scene after that as well, like the, it's like him being drunk.
1: Oh, it's so good.
2: It, but it's, in that, the courts.
0: That, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but,
2: yeah, yeah. When they go to the court, and you're like, wait, what? Wait, we were in a car a second ago, and he's like, call my mother. Like, da, da, da. It's just insane. It's, it's insane. That,
1: I love that scene though. Like the, the the way that the like, because obviously it's got that old time like they got the uh, backdrop. Of the the video backdrop and objected backdrop, and he's in the car. Yeah, and he's yeah. just like he's act, acting drunk, and he's acting like it's terrible. He's, it's a terrible acting for. I mean, like Cary Grant's great, or whatever, but like that was a bad bad acting of being drunk. It's just really. I mean, I was at the time I was watching. It, I was like, is this supposed to be a comedy? Because it like yeah so oh, it comes yeah, across yeah. quite yeah. comedic. Yeah, oh, whole, like th- a lot of the film but does Yeah, I think again, it probably is supposed to be quite funny. I mean, I don't know whether Hitchcock. I haven't seen any more Hitchcock films. Are his films? Um, um, I mean, this.
0: Some of them are a bit tongue in cheek. This one's probably a bit more tongue in cheek than others. Uh, but I think some of um, Cary Grant's. Um acting styles because he didn't know what the film was about when he was doing it right. <laughs> and, yeah, he, and so. even at the premiere he's like what film have you made <laughs> like he didn't <laughs> he didn't understand the film right. only Alfred Hitchcock really in his editing mm. kind of made the film i guess that works though,
1: because the character doesn't have a clue what's going on so yeah that he doesn't know so,
0: like, you've got so many versions of carrie grant sort of like yeah. in different different parts of the film where you know he's just a really kind of comical to 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 observe as, mm. as he sort of stumbles through the film yeah. in yeah. different scenes, but that so,
2: so that does it, like does that not make it bad though? Like, well, like that, I, I, I was like that. That so you, what you've just described makes me think. Okay, so it wasn't crazy. Like, it was just bad because it just didn't know what it was doing ever. I mean, the setups because obviously the auction scene is really
1: good. No, well, can we just go back to start? Well. I think it's I don't think you can say it's say it's bad because of this or that. Oh, I, think, man. I think I think I've enjoyed it. I was enjoying it. It was fun. Like I quite liked that you didn't have a clue what was gonna happen next because you it was printed so many different places. But for me, like so there's a couple of scenes, yeah. The driving scene was amazing, that whole segment. Uh like a lot of films would have just it would have happened for like ten seconds and it would have crashed or whatever. But it just kept going and going and going and the you know mm. the police crashed into him or whatever. Uh, yeah, you, you said the other scene was amazing. That is so good. The auction scene it's where so he's basically stuck inside the auction because the, there's people on the exits and he can't leave. So he comes up with his ingenious idea, which I didn't really get to start. And I was like, oh, hang, hang on. Yeah, yeah where yeah, he's yeah. like acting up, so he gets he gets kicked out. Yeah, there's a there's a, there's a bunch of and d- during all these, there's a bunch of great quotes. But anyway,
2: well, we can get to the quotes yeah. in, a, in in a bit. Um, is the, there any particular the, scenes that you enjoyed? So, the, yeah, the, the auction scene was incredible. And then um, the Mike Rushmore scene at the end <laughs> is by far one of the best things that's ever yeah. happened. Now, but, you know, the dude's like up with a knife and then he's like going to go stab him. Even, him. even though he's probably about a foot away. But that fall looked
1: really good, didn't it? For the time. Yeah. But that <laughs> was amazing. The noise really like,
2: good. like... But it's, it's, it's the way that the guy jumps on them. Like any normal human being, if you were going to go stab someone in the yeah. neck who's like a meter away from you, you would just... But nah, yeah. this dude was like, nah, I'm going to jump off the side of this <laughs> cliff, Mount Rushmore, to get this guy. Oh, I'm so going to be fine. And it's like, no no, no, normal human being would do that. And then, like, the best bit as well. She's like, they're all, like, trying to hide. She's still got her, like, high heels on. And then she's still got a
1: handbag. And, and I'm like, like, what are you doing? Why
2: you doing your handbag? <laughs> like, no, you wouldn't. You just wouldn't oh, do that. so good. And it's just, like, stuff like that, which made me, like, both...
0: Love and hit it all in one, yeah. like in one bundle. But it, those those scenes there, where you can see all the faces in the background, about eighty percent of that picture was painted.
1: Yeah, it was all back. It must be yeah, painted. that's so yeah, good.
0: Which is it was? I think it was one hundred and fifty foot wide. Wow. The painting of Mount Rushmore, Wait, and then oh, they.
1: I thought I thought they would just superimposed.
0: No, no, they they, they, they made it in a studio, and it was actually oh. painted. So good set. So they had some actual like. um Rock and face, which is made out of concrete, not just really? not just like some much sort of foam and. Well, the the budget for the whole movie was just over three million. Wow. Okay. In in you know nineteen fifty nine, that's a lot. So it's a lot of that's money, lot. and they went over budget, I think, by a million. Wow. Um, but it's
1: funny because like ten years later, you have two thousand one space Odyssey, which also yeah. has a lot of painted backdrops mm. and models and stuff. But for me the way the way that was done still looks better than most cgi does these days so it's amazing how like we're not 10 years they must have advanced the special effects must have advanced that much because like i think yeah it's impressive some of the shots they do in this film but i think a lot of it looks a bit you can tell especially on a big tv mm. nowadays and i would, I would have thought you would be able to tell them when they're projecting it but it looks a little bit corny and a little bit like oh it's a lot, not 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 done amazingly well um Whereas, like, yeah, ten years later, you got two thousand one space Odyssey, doing similar techniques, but obviously just perfecting it, and it must have like, it must have moved on quite a lot in that ten years.
2: I, I do think actually, though, the one the one thing that did grip me was the playing scene. Really? Like, I, I I actually like because the way that he like the way he was like ducking out of the way and like hitting the grind, hitting the deck like really hard, yeah. felt quite natural to me, it- and I, I thought that was pretty like, I, I like, and then he hid behind that like. The higher rise bit as well, when it was coming back round again, And I was like that was the one time where I was like, whoa, like that's probably what you would do <laughs> the the plane was a real plane
0: driven by a stunt pilot, oh my gosh, um, but the uh bits where Cary Grant sort of ducking underneath that was done in the studio, yeah, okay, and can, they played can, that on the background, so you can kind of see that, and that's the same tell, with the driving scenes yeah, you as can well
1: tell a lot of a lot in that I was noticing that when during the plane scene. That they kept on. They had shots where he was like really awesome shots of like of him in the, in the plains, which was really dusty and it's really wide, and you can tell he's actually there. And then they cut into a close shot of him. And sometimes he'd be there, and sometimes they cut into a close mm. shot and he'd be on a sound stage, and yeah, you could sort yeah. of tell cause the lighting wasn't quite right. And it, I mean, because I was really paying attention to that, it sort of distracted me a little bit. Mm-hmm. But like I think it was done pretty well. Um, yeah, I it was pretty cool, for me. The the, the plane right? scene just distracting me loads because I was just thinking this is just so bizarre. This is yeah, the worst yeah. way to kill someone yeah. ever. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> we'll send a plane yeah. out. <laughs>
0: we'll send a biplane out. And <laughs> it's got machine guns it. on it. It's, it's got, got machine again. guns but the machine guns like from from the way that it's edited it looked like the machine guns were pointing directly down yeah. Yeah. Off, yeah, yeah, the, off the the crop duster. Just um, but again it's just yeah.
1: Never been done before I imagine. Yeah. Quite a, mod, quite a new thing at
0: the time. I, th- I think better than the the plane scene was the build up to that, to the actual, um, to the plane scene where he gets dropped off by the bus oh, yeah. and he's out in the middle of like the desert. Um, and there's like it's about it's eight good. minutes of silence yeah. really where there's not much going on. He's like looking at cars going up and down yeah. and yeah. Uh, the guy, guy gets off the guys, gets out of the car and gets back on a bus. And yeah, that, That level of suspense, like I can only really compare that to something like, like No Country for Old Men. Yeah, like of recent films that I've seen where they've used
2: like the patience it must have taken to do that one shot, and then even when they do, when he meets the other dude who gets on the bus, like there's it's probably a two minutes where they're looking at each other. And then he like undoes his like jacket, and then he sort of like strolls over and has like the first conversation. What feels like forever, mm. but it's all in the whole time. It's just shot really, what felt like quite maturely, like really like it's just really it just opened everything up. I think that's probably why I really enjoyed the the the, the playing moment because I was just really like involved, yeah, because of that 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 build up because it's just so good. Because then you you think that that dude is is like the guy, and then he's like, nope, just waiting for my bus, and you're <laughs> like, ah. Oh.
0: So funny! It's so
2: funny.
0: Oh, um, what did you think of Cary Grant? Have you seen any other films with him in, or uh, is this your first? Um,
2: I'm, you know what, probably out but him with him. I, Off the top of my head, don't know.
0: Do you know much about him? Do you know where he's from?
2: No idea. Bristol. Hey. Whoa, really?
0: From Bristol, yeah. Are
2: a lot of the actors like English, and because they, right? Because for the main bad guy, I was like, his name's Van Dam. James Mason. Is he English? Yes. Oh, because you could... Oh, right, he's,
1: okay. I love that character. I love him as an actor. He's in um, Lolita as well. Oh, yeah, And he, okay. he plays... I mean, he has the same accent or whatever. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I just... Yeah, I really like him. I think he's got a really good voice. Like, I just love the way... Also, he's got a really good presence on screen. You know, like, some actors have that. Mm-hmm. I think for me, James Mason, like, he had a really good presence on screen. Like, just, just oozing, like, that sort of, I don't know, British. But then he's also, like... Kind of not creepy, but the sort of oh, yeah. like, oh, I don't like this guy. What?
2: What was he? I, I felt like he was supposed to be maybe Russian, maybe. But it was like his it, accent was like it was definitely. Yeah. I was like, okay, he's English, but it
0: hinted yeah. a bit at some sort of something Eastern threat. I yeah. think yeah. It, yeah. I I've they heard said it being cold, called they said Cold War, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um,
1: but I, I haven't seen anything with Gary Grant. I don't, I don't think. Anyway, I've I've obviously heard heard him and have. I know I've, I've heard of him because of, just because he's such a big actor back then.
2: What else is he in?
0: Uh, I'm not too sure what else he's been in, but he has had five wives. Okay. And um, around that time, he was experimenting quite a bit with LSD after speaking to okay. his psychiatrist, which I think, you know, I don't know if he was on LSD at the time of filming the film, but, um, you know, can go a bit of a way to explain some of the acting and the way that some scenes have been acted because it, it, it is a bit wild in in spots just some of the things that he does and the way that he carries himself
2: such a weird dude i mean you know john ham yeah yeah you're in mad, mad men. men yeah do you think john ham's character probably was based off
1: i still haven't seen mad men i saw
2: the first okay
1: scene in the first episode of the day because i was looking at it but when I saw that and I watched this, and I thought, "Oh, they they definitely have gone back and like based on him a little bit."
2: John Ham, John Ham's character in Mad Men is just a, an absolute bum
1: a face. <laughs> a bum face.
2: Yeah, um, and like he's just a womanizer, and he's just like you know, just that classic sort of nineteen fifties 1950s... cool guy. Yeah, cool guy. Yeah, yes. that, we'll, we'll say cool guy. Not really but cool at a time cool i've got i'm doing quotation marks here cool guy um he just treats his wife like rubbish uh anyway um like that he's an he's in advertising yeah Mm. so i'm wondering if john Hamm based his character off um
0: Um, this i'm not too sure because i think i see carrie grant as bit more sort of bumbling like he's kind of lucky that he's got into the job that he's got sort oh, of thing yeah, totally. like uh he's you know he's he's smart enough
1: i think i think he i actually thought he was pretty ingenious all the stuff he came up with to like escape like the fact that yeah, he was able to like yeah like, when she wrote the note in the hotel room mm-hmm. he was able to like use the pencil to get oh the yeah the that's dress. classic mm. though i know it? it's classic but classic. like I, for the character he's able to like evade the police. Mm, yeah, 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 You know, and like oh, I actually thought they did a good job of of showing how like even though he was like an advertising guy, he actually quite he's able to be quite clever in some ways. Mm. Like the for example, the uh auction scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah Brilliant, ma- yeah. Ma- it was like, wow, this guy, you know, he's actually could not could be a spy, but like I don't know. it's like he's good at thinking on the spot. Yeah, he's yeah, good at thinking on
2: the spot. He's, he's definitely an advertising then.
1: Can I just say? I know we're not into quotes yet, but there is one quote about what he says about himself, yeah. which I thought just sums him up quite well. This is um, this is when he's on. The, he's talking to the FBI agent, I think, on the on the next to the plane mm-hmm. uh, after he finds out what's going going on with the uh, with oh, why he's getting caught up in all this, and he says, "Now you listen to me. I'm an ad- I'm an advertising man, not a red herring." I've got a job, a secretary, a mother, two ex-wives, and several bartenders that depend on me. Upon me, <laughs> and I don't. I don't intend to disappoint them by getting myself slightly killed. Yeah. I just it's quite. Again, it's just it's... like a lot of the lines in this film are really well written, like mm. really, really funny, well written lines, like really memorable lines. I think as well.
0: I've got quite a lot of Hitchcock's films were, um, or have been put into stage plays because the dialogue. Um... You know, is quite good, it's quite funny and witty. Mm. And like, you know, in comparison to a lot of the other films that we've watched, like some of them have only had like hundred or so words in in some of the other films. <laughs> yeah, this yeah. this has probably got more words than all the other films combined, probably in in this one. There's massive long lines of dialogue. Um a lot of it's just random. Is, is stuff there.
1: Was there any other scenes apart from the, the Playing One for you, Johnny?
0: Um, playing One was good, and um, there's a scene at the top of the United Nations building where oh, the yeah. character's running out, and That's it's fast. it's hard to tell if it's like. It's, like uh, it's kind of like painted, but yeah. like running through it, and just the opening credits are you no, know, they're amazing. Really they're really like good. You look at um, like new superhero films, and they're obviously just arcing back to to that kind of thing um yeah just really cool and right from the opening uh where it's got the mgm logo logo they have um the score playing so it's like Mm. starting to build up tension straight away straight as the film starts um and the color of it of Mm, that first title scene looked like a green starburst yeah it was like that i don't even know what that it's like a limeish. It's one of those things colour.
1: when you go back and watch a lot of these films in the fifties. Obviously, at the time, I don't know if you guys know this, but there was like a. It was like you 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 had to put the credits at the start, didn't you, of the films? Otherwise, mm. you get fined. Oh right. Um, so one of the first films that didn't do this was Star Wars, and George Lucas got fined for not for not putting the credits at the start, mm-hmm. just going into the film. Mm-hmm. But that's why when you watch like West Side Story or Singing in the Rain or whatever, they have this like five minute intro with the music playing in the background with all mm-hmm. the credits coming on. But I mean that to me, it feels so out, so dated now, like usually I might skip past him, but for this one I didn't cause it was quite, it was quite good. Like the, uh, the, the, yeah, the opening scenes, the opening shots, pretty awesome. The only other thing I wanted to mention about the, the scenes wise was the, uh, scenes in the woods. Yeah. So we watched this yesterday and, Uh, me and my wife and I was like what is going on something's weird about this scene I was like oh oh yeah it's in the back it's definitely done a sound stage you look at the trees and everything is perfectly still Mm. there's no wind and like the rocks are like look a bit fake and it's just like oh yeah this whole thing is a sound stage
0: they did that because it would cost them too much to go um, to the place to film that Mm. so they did it all just in studio it was a lot cheaper to do it in studio than to actually go over there, but I I think it's in in the it's perfectness of it, it's almost slightly magical. Yeah. I, I I sort of look at it, it's like, oh this is again like I think it like grotesquely beautiful in some ways. Mm. <laughs> That's twice I've used that in this uh, episode. Um so well before you just one
2: other thing that was grotesquely beautiful was that amazing cut right at the end where like she grabs his hand and then
0: boom they're in the, they're in the train.
1: Hey, we'll get to that. That was uh Were
0: there were there any other quotes that particularly caught your eye? Oh,
1: there's loads. I wrote quite a few down.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Go on, give us one or two.
1: Okay. Um Oh, one thing I do it's not a quote but I did write this down. I thought it was quite funny. When in the train scene and he's like on the run and he sits down, he sits down with us to have a meal or whatever. Mm. and then he, she says, oh, she sees outside there's police and, he's, he's, and she w- walks off and he's like, has him to escape. He still gets his money out and pays for the meal. Yeah. I thought it was hilarious. Like, it's just such an old-fashioned thing to like, yeah. oh, I'm going to pay for my meal before I go and run away from the police. Anyway, I just saw that in my list. Even though it's, um. So, one uh, weird quote when he's inside, he's inside the cabin in the train and he's like stuck up up in the cabin and uh, he, he can't breathe or whatever and he's like, hurry up and get me a snorkel. It's just like, yeah. such a weird. Uh, what else was there? And he said, um, she. I think she says you've got a good taste in in women, and he goes, "I like your flavor." <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And, then, yeah. and later on, after she says, obviously, obviously "I'm a big girl," later on, he, uh, he, she goes, "You're a big boy now." It's like again hilarious. Um, and then later on, when he's when he's upset with her, and he goes to the anti- uh, the uh, he goes to the auction, and um. Uh, James Mason's character Van Damme, says he's like, Oh, he was in your room, and then he goes, and then uh Roger goes, uh sure, isn't everybody like it's just a little digger uh, i just i don't know it's just funny, oh, and then the last bit was uh, sorry i've thought script quite quite funny as all uh when he was exiting the auction, because 'cause he'd like obviously caused a big commotion and got he's getting chucked out and he says to the little the he says to the 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 henchman he says, uh, sorry, old man, too bad. Keep trying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just loved all the little quirks. So Papa reminded me, it's very James Bond with all the sort of funny yeah, yeah. little quips and stuff. Um, but yeah, there's so many good quotes. Um, even like when James Mason, um, uh, uh, the bad guy, Van Damme, says uh, when, when he finds out that she's like back, uh, double-crossed him and that the gun was, uh, was firing blanks. And they're going to go on the airplane and he says, um, and he says, oh, this problem is best disposed of over over great heights, over water. It's just like, I don't yeah. know, again, great little, great, uh, great quote from him. I don't think I did any of those justice, but <laughs> if you watch the film, you'll enjoy them.
0: Um, so I've just got a couple of quick um, little facts about the film. Uh, so when Cary Grant was on top of Mount Rushmore. When people were asking for his autographs, he charged him fifteen cents
1: for them. Yeah, I saw that. That's just um,
0: which is you know insane. And the film ran over um, uh, the the allotted amount of time that the actors had signed up for.
1: Is that why they cut right at the end? What was the reason why they just cut from the from from the scene on Mount Mount, Mount Rushmore? And then it went instantly cut to the in the train and they're all happy and, fr- and it was like within like well the ten seconds it ended the film ended it was well,
0: so... that cut there goes to a train going through a tunnel yes I saw that yeah so that kind of you know hints that H- yeah hints at something um, but because the the film went I think it went over shooting time by about nine weeks Cary Grant um, was paid I think it was an extra five grand per day. Wow, okay. wow! In in you know 1959, five grand a day is a heck of a lot of money. So I think he ended up getting about three hundred grand that extra so on top up. of what his fee was. Um, and uh, I forget her name, uh, Eve uh, Mary Saint got two grand a day. So that's a bit of an idea about the uh, pay inequality yeah, back in yeah. 1959. But that was Although just he what was lead actor. Was... Yeah, I guess I guess that was just what was in there yeah. their contract at the time. Uh, when it got to the cutting room, there was eight feet of film, which was cut, which equates to about five seconds.
1: Yeah, I've, yeah, that's crazy.
0: And um, just kept
1: everything. I mean, you can tell he kept everything because some of the scenes go on for so yeah, long. Yeah. Like the, the scene in the train cabin, I feel like that could have been cut down by half, and it would have been fine. It's like so. I mean, some of them are good; it builds tension. But a lot of it was just like, okay, mm-hmm. you just this is too long. It's yeah, been yeah. Cut down.
0: There was a couple of weird age things as well. So um, Roger Thornhill's mother in real life is only seven years older than, yeah, yeah, than yeah, yeah. Carrie Grant. I, me
1: and Mel noticed that. We were just like, they yeah. looked like almost the same age. This is odd. And and
2: Eve was said that she was 26. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. So like, and he i think he was about 50 53. He didn't say his
2: age though did he. In the in the sequence where they talk about age and she goes, oh, I'm 26." think he said he... 20, 28,
0: wasn't he? Uh no, she said she was 26 in the film, but I feel she looked older yeah, a little she is, bit. She must but have been older. um Cary Grant I think at the time was in his 50s, 52, I think, again, so I think
1: that was an old like an old film like back in the day I feel like a lot of actors would keep playing would keep playing younger and younger for for a lot longer. Mm-hmm. I think that's changed recently.
0: Um and a lot of people would say that this is probably in um Alfred Hitchcock's sort of golden age mm. of of his film. So uh, as mentioned, um uh Where do
1: you think it rates in terms of like areas of some of the other films better? I obviously I've heard of the bigger one I've heard of obviously is Vertigo and, and Psycho. Would you
0: I I th- why would I rate it? I think Rear Window is probably his best right, okay. film. I'll, I'll
1: try and watch
0: that then. Um, I really like Psycho, but I feel like this is a really good stab at a quite generic film, not one that's sort of pushed to horror, not one that's sort of pushed mm. to uh, sort of murder mystery. It's more of just like an adventure film. Yeah. And there's not that many just pure adventure films that I, I like that much. I feel like this one does a quite a good way of mm. um, of doing it. So, if we just look at um, Alfred Hitchcock's how how this sort of falls in line, there was about a uh, a ten year period where he was at his best because he he directed loads and loads of films. I think it's about sixty film, mm. well seventy films. He was a director for. Um, so within uh, the space of ten years, he'd done Vertigo, North by Northwest, Psycho. Uh, the Birds uh, and Marnie, which are all sort of classed as his, um, some of his best. And then just before that, Rear Window and Dial for Murder. Uh, so that's from 1954 to 1964. But he started directing films in 1922. Right. Uh, and he's you know done two or three per year up to that point. So he's got a massive catalogue, but really... only ones he's known for were in this sort of short period of time right so down to the reviews of the film so in your individual reviews I would like you to try and answer whether this holds up to more modern films do you think it's still relevant today and and would it make you want to watch any more Alfred Hitchcock films?
1: So my thoughts on this film, I mean, it's, it's difficult obviously, because we've got to review it in comparison to modern day films. And obviously it doesn't, it doesn't, uh, it it's difficult to do that because it's very cheesy in a lot of ways, very dated in a lot of ways. Um, but I'm going to go on what, how I enjoyed it and, I did enjoy it pretty much most of the way through. I I found it was fun. I liked the quirky lines, um, like the characters, and like I I really enjoyed it for for its age. I think it's a really good film. I think these sort of films that were groundbreaking at the time and and have, you know held up. I think they should. They are, there is a reason why they're, they're revered and people love them. Um, and I think they probably should be still like. Watched by people, people need to have context. You need to have context on where films have come from and what what they were at one point, so you can understand how you know how good modern films are now at doing certain things. Uh, and I think like it still should be shown at you know film study classes, and should, people should still study it and all that sort of stuff. Um, I'm not sure though that I would recommend it to someone who wasn't majorly into film. I think there's probably other films in that area that I would recommend over it, like singing in the rain or, um, or some like it hot. Um, I think those films hold up a bit better. Uh, I don't think this really holds up as a modern, modern film. Obviously it doesn't hold up to like modern standards in terms of just like action. It's action seems feel a bit quite dated now. Um, for me, it's the, it's the funny lines and the weird scenarios that I quite enjoy. So yeah, I, I would say it's um it's worth watching. It's good to give context, but I probably wouldn't recommend it to anyone who, who wasn't who wasn't like really into film.
0: Aaron, um, Any thoughts? Um Yeah. Uh
2: this wouldn't be especially if it was if I was recommending someone an Alfred Hitchcock film, this would not be one that I would go to um ever probably i never want to watch this film again <laughs> um but that's just like Gosh. this is just i really didn't like it i just it was it i mean it probably had a lot to do with the way that i watched it didn't really like any of the characters didn't really get into it i think you could have cut like for i would if i was cutting it obviously i'm not as good as like you know i'm not alfred hitchcock but i would cut so many like bits of like from it like just the long scenes of just nothing um, Like, yeah, I don't know. I didn't like it. I'm sorry. I just, I don't know what else, I just, it just didn't really get me. I, did, or I, did, I didn't get into it in the way that maybe I should have done. Maybe I kept feeling like I was going to have this moment where I was like, oh, yeah, this is why people love this film. But I kept finding myself in scenarios or situations where I was like, I don't like this piece of dialogue. I don't like what's happening here. Like, there was funny moments in it, yeah. And, like, there was points where I was like, oh, like, that was pretty cool. Like, some of the stuff that I've put is just like, this guy is either incredibly drunk or just stupid. Um, the dinner scene, what have I just witnessed? Um, was it supposed to be funny? Uh like there was just so many moments where i was like i don't know if the film didn't know what it wanted to be for me and by saying like that he didn't really know what this like what the story was going to be just had loads of like really great things that he wanted to like put in the film to make a film that came across and for me that just fell flat on his face i was like oh right okay i wasn't like like into it, like whereas, like films I have watched, like Forbidden Planet and um, Casablanca from that generation, like I still remember those quite vividly and I like loved those films.
1: Do you think, yeah, like you're saying before about how you watched it? Do you think if you would have seen it in the cinema, even like now, and watched it all in one go, do you think it would have maybe you would have got into it a little bit more? Because obviously, watching it broken up is going to be difficult to get into, or do you still think? Most of your, most of the problems you have with it, you'd still have with it anyway. Even if I don't know,
2: it uh, maybe it, it's gonna—it's not ruined for me. No yeah, matter no. how I, how I go about it, like, do I think it was important for it to happen? Yeah, like, like if if that film had to be made for like James Bond films to be made or like lots of good action films, then I'm so happy it was made because it's Fast and Furious wouldn't exist. <laughs> if we didn't have North by Northwest, if that's what you're telling me... That's the quote of the day. I would be, you know... I would I would be severely disappointed. But if you tell me that Fast and Furious and, and lots of like great action films would exist without that film, then... Yeah, see you later, mate. I know I feel really bad. I, I know that this, right. is, this is one of Johnny's favourite films and I'm just, like, super not into it. And I don't want to, like, bash it too much. Like, it's just my opinion on it. It's not, like... You know, I don't. I'm not going to judge people for like liking this film. I just didn't
0: like it. I think you should judge anyone for liking any film. <laughs> what? I don't think you should judge anyone no, for liking right. any film. Really? Yeah, it's true. I I think um, you know. I think this is probably the fourth or fifth time watching it. Um, I th- I think there's some valid reasons why. Uh, it's not a perfect film. I think the dialogue scenes are not great hilarious i don't i don't come away from the film and think oh that bit of dialogue was a bit naff or like that story didn't make much sense i go away from it thinking oh that that airplane scene was amazing and some of those set pieces were just you know like how did he do those like how did he get the uh, the rights to film in those particular places and that's what i take away from the film more than um the acting or the um story i think it's more to do with the cinematography for me um, and that's really what uh, in this film i i feel like alfred hitchcock's uh, strongest card is is the way that it shot um you know some of the ways that uh, in the crop dusting scene where he um, got some really wide shots he got a, a massive crane out into the desert and then he, he he put lines anchoring it down and then he tightened up the rope just so he could get a really still shot. Um some of the ways he pioneered that's filming true. True. um to uh, get some really interesting techniques and uh show people things that they wouldn't have seen mm. in everyday life back in back in that time. I think that's what the greatest achievement of the film is. Uh, rather than um, some of the story and acting, uh, which I feel is a, is quite weak in the film compared to some of his other uh, works, uh, but I still really enjoyed it. Um, I do think it is a tad long. Um, I can't believe you've watched
1: it five times. Do you do, you, do <laughs> you think
2: that like maybe me? Do you think I'm I'm being naive or maybe I don't know? Is complacent the right word? in saying that I don't like it, but enjoying, like, modern-day film, because obviously with things, like... Especially with Alfred, Alfred Hitchcock, like, a lot of, like, films I love nowadays, and what Ant has touched on early on in the podcast, about it's, like, been worked into a lot of movie and TV that he watches now. Do you think I'm being naive by saying I didn't like it? Or do you think... Or am I taking, like, new film for granted? I don't know. Like, I feel... I almost I know, feel bad for not liking no, it I now, think you this, know?
1: it's valid not like it. Like, a lot of people... Uh, to talk t- you know talking about music, a lot of people you know will say that they don't like the Beatles mm-hmm. and you'll say, Oh well, you know, if it wasn't for the Beatles, you wouldn't have this band or that band or the mm-hmm, other band. Mm-hmm. But then some people like I like the Beatles for what they are mm-hmm. now I think they still hold up obviously. Yeah, me too, me too. Um but some people don't. So it's sort of that, you know, it's it's just down to your opinion. If you don't think it holds up, you don't you don't you don't like watching it in you know now, then that's that's valid. That's mm-hmm.
0: fine. Yeah, I mean I think going back to films like this does help you understand why films uh, that have come out since are the way that they are and um it helps give you like to see some of those techniques that we use some of them you think they're from a modern day film because they look so good for that time period and they look good even in some of today's standards but mm some elements of the film like the story and the dialogue have dated throughout time so i think the actual cinematography has lasted through um through time but mm-hmm. the story and the way that it's been um you know acted is um is what's dated it a mm. bit and some of it is a little bit crude um but um yeah i still enjoyed it so where would we like to put this on our ratings list? So from worst to best, we've got Bird Box, Me and Elnadine Girl, a Ghost Story, You Are Never Really Here or Fifth Element. So if we start with Bird Box, are we gonna say that this is better or worse? Well, I'm just gonna like this is where I wanna slot it in.
2: Right. Next to Bird Box, can we do like them side by side oh. so that they could just be together as just being both bad?
1: I I would like I'd like Johnny to say where he thinks it should. Be. Oh
2: I, yeah, that's I've, a really this, good idea. This
0: should go at number two.
2: Oh, <laughs> it's not getting there, man. This should go at number it is two. It's not number getting two. at number, number two. Number two, yeah, it is not getting at number. Uh, fifth two. Fifth element,
0: North by Northwest. You never really hear oh, ghost shit. story. You know the dang girl, just so, Bird Box. Let's try that again, Johnny. I filmed it. <laughs> I filmed it uses tropes from this film me and Alan Girl*, it's at least got to be above that uh,
1: I would say I would put it above Bird Box because it's ah uh, yeah I put it above Bird Box but I would say me and Alan Girl* is better I mean the, the story in me and Alan is way better it's way more cohesive but it's not about
0: the story and is it
1: the, the cinematography is like Equally as good.
0: Equally as good? Yes. I mean, 1959, they're on film. Those cameras would have weighed like a ton. Mate,
1: <laughs> we're, 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 we're ranking them together. It's, in my opinion... I Go with your gut. For me, it's not... <laughs> it's your is wrong. It's above, the only thing that's above is a box, I would say. Yeah, I
2: wouldn't even say that. No, but. it's
0: definitely above, you and never really here
2: it's definitely 100%. why no right well why is it but why is it above that i don't understand. why is it
0: above you never really hear it
2: don't you can't just say because it's shot good like it, just because it's it was shot old. good <laughs> yeah like
1: that the, doesn't work
0: the the music was amazing the music was, um, was pretty good yeah pretty good it was pretty good
1: it was it was fine
0: it was it was fantastic um the uh Obviously, cinematography was good. The set pieces were really good. Um, just some of the... They
2: weren't really good, though, were they? they some of them were really good. They were and good some were
0: the time. Yeah. Were, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's all right for 1950. The, way, the ways that the, uh, the sets were created... Um,
1: what, well, the really static set in the forest? It's, like, silent and there's no wind. It's, and it's, it's really okay fake.
2: for an but, old film to be beaten by... Other newer films. More
0: athletic films.
2: Yeah, because they're newer, like they've just taken what the old film has done and just built upon it. That's but okay. I, I
0: also I also do like some of the nostalgia from it though. Oh, I, I i do like that everyone wears that, suits. That timepiece of yeah. like this is what a a sheeny just, 1955 59 New York looks like.
1: I just feel like there's probably better versions of that out there mm, to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I'd like 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 to me, this out of a lot of the older films I've seen, this doesn't—it isn't as good as a lot of the older stuff. To me, it just doesn't feel like it. Just doesn't have that. It just does. It doesn't hold up as it as good as a lot of some a lot of older films do. I think it's just too outdated.
2: And he's virtually. he's got other films that story wise are are amazing. The story is
1: all over the place,
2: and and also. It sh- is shot really well, too. Like it does both, and the soundtrack's amazing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on, that's an easy one to pick. Yeah, that I, I, I was I was gonna pick. A, that's why I picked a bit more of an odd one off the beaten track. No, I, 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 um, I, 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 yeah, so we're saying this is going at, in at number three then, if we even out our our scores. Nah, yeah. this is going. And
2: in, I will. I will. So
0: you're saying it's better than Ghost Story. You're you're saying this is worse than Ghost Story? Yes. Yeah. Worse than Casey Affleck. <laughs> don't start that. Yeah, don't start that. mate. That was I was off
2: air. That was. <laughs> um, yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. I really didn't enjoy it. I really. I
1: say. I mean, for me, it's gotta be.
0: Number four. I, I mean, number four.
1: I, I would. I would maybe give you it because you love it that much. I would yeah. maybe give you that. Don't but, do it. But, do it. But, don't but, do it.
2: You set, you're Do setting it. yourself up for a precedent
0: for the rest of the How many of, times have you seen me and Earl and the Dying Girl? The
1: once.
0: I've seen this five times, <laughs> and I'm probably going to watch it a lot more times yeah, in my life. How uh, many more times are you going to watch me and Earl and the Dying Girl? I'll
1: probably watch it another time. Just yeah, one see. more time
0: in your lifetime? They you might watch it more than that. No, but he's just said once. How many times are you going to watch it? <laughs> well, <laughs> I've not. already seen it twice. You've seen it twice? And I'll probably see it again, yeah. For you're going to watch it one more time in your mm. lifetime. Maybe more. If this comes on in the cinema, I'll go see
2: it in the cinema. No, I will not, not be joining you. I, I'd go see it in the you cinema. You couldn't pay me to go. No, you could pay me to go see this. But
0: you've not You've seen it in three parts. Yeah,
2: so. Like, in your lunch break. I, know, I Look, as... As many, you are probably eating a tuna sandwich. <laughs> there was, I would never eat a tuna sandwich. There was... I have told... There's many points in the podcast where I said, you should probably not take my opinion, but...
0: Well, if it's just me and Ant, then, who have got to decide where it needs look, to it go. It needs to be joint bottom with...
1: I think it goes in
0: number five.
2: Number five. Number five? Yeah, no way. Number four. I need to think it needs to be number five. Number
0: four, definitely. Number five. Well. No, because then.
1: These are all good films, apart from Verbox, but they're all good films. (laughs) So, I mean, it's too bad.
0: I think it definitely needs to go higher. Mm, Does it? I think I so think for, re- recap f- for for our sake, as, review, as any sort of review... Okay, wait, just,
2: just say the list so with the it being number is... four for me. What's that? Just say it with being number four for me. Okay, so Fifth
1: it. Element is number one. Mm-hmm. You Will Never Really hear number two. Mm. A Ghost Story, number three. North by Northwest, number four. percent uh, yeah. I feel like Mio and Daniel number four. Number five, top five, top five on the list. North by Northwest. I think that's. I think that's a better place for it.
2: It just. I it infuriates me that it's above me and on the dying girl. Like that film
0: for me, just like hit.
1: Let's put it this way. Me and Aaron both really enjoyed Me and Girl and you
0: weren't that interested. No, I like I really didn't like that film. I thought it was terrible. Me, <laughs> really acted really badly yeah, and like too. really whereas was, terrible. Was, like,
1: <laughs> whereas you didn't, you loved this film. And me and Aaron, are, I don't. I'm like it's fine on the I, fence. And about Aaron it. is doesn't like it. So to me, it goes below Me and Dangle, just out. Yeah, of I think so too. So. That's the list.
2: Your problem was that you joined the podcast with uh, as a three, so then you, one of us as well was always going to get like voted. I got voted on the ghost I, story. I That's think I like need
0: to like up like, like, people channel. to like win them win them over prior to the <laughs> yeah, uh, it's prior to like I'll be like yeah I'll vote for your film if you vote for my film sort of thing. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. So well, for, forever be on your he- forever on your heads. Be it. Sorry, Mister Hitchcock. <laughs> <laughs> uh, You have other films,
2: Mr. Hitchcock, that are really, really good, so don't you worry. We've got we've got you for another day.
0: Right. Well, on that sad note, we will end our podcast and we will be back again next week.
1: Bye.